0: Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 494. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today we've got Kevin Erickshaw. Hey Kevin. Hey. Hello. This week on the show we got two reviews lined up for you with David Fincher's The Killer and the comedy Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. I'll also be going over some of are watching on the watch list and this week's new releases in theaters VOD and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you could, uh, please remember to review us on iTunes. That'd be great. New say by the 90s should be dropping very soon. I, uh, I'm i working on the edit for that, so I hope to have that done. Very soon, uh, the topic this month is Sean Bean. So we're, we talk about four Sean Bean movies, and he survives in two of those four movies. So, Get out of here. yeah, he, he makes it through two of the four. So that can probably narrow down your, your guesses as to which... <laughs> Which, uh, there are two two of them Because he dies in most of his movies uh, But, yeah, two of them he survives sur- So, a really fun episode Uh, stay tuned for that Let's, uh, jump into our first review Uh, let's uh, Why don't we start with the comedy it's good. Classic, classic, uh, classic double bill Yeah <laughs> Yeah the, Yeah Uh, Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. This is directed by uh, Paul Briganti. I have a synopsis here. It it follows three friends who live together. When they realize that they don't like their life trajectory, they set off to find a gold treasure that is rumored to be buried in the nearby mountain. Okay. Uh, This is on on Peacock right now. So if you have Peacock, you can uh, check it out there. Now, Kevin, what's your familiarity with Please Don't Destroy? Are, were you, are you familiar with these guys? I have no idea who these guys are. Oh, okay. Well, they do, they're on SNL. So they, they do uh, like uh, shorts, they, they, they have short films on SNL. Gotcha. And uh, the, their shorts are incredibly funny, at least in my opinion. Okay. Now, this feels... Now, now that I said that they're involved with SNL, does that sort of inform you as to the the vibe of this movie? Because to me, this movie feels like a very SNL type of movie. It, I, yes.
1: Yes. I, like, I can see it now. Like, it makes a little more sense. I'm also... like. I don't know how much I believe you when you say that their short films are... Very funny. Yeah. If I'm going, if I'm, this is my first introduction to them. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I believe you, Adam.
0: It's, it's uh, it's one of those classic things where, uh, you know, when you, when you have a, a story that, that you have a beginning, middle and an end, and you cram it all into like three minutes, you can do a lot more there than, uh, Than having to stretch your story out over an hour and a half, because this movie is, uh, it's a mess, man. Like it is just, I think it starts off promising. Like, I think it starts off pretty funny, but it just goes downhill pretty hard. And like, once, like once the cult gets involved and stuff, it's just like, it's such a drag, man. Like it is just such a drag. Yeah. I
1: tapped out. I tapped out there.
0: I, yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't...
1: I had no idea going into this. You know, what I mean? like I said, I don't know who the hell Please Don't Destroy. I didn't even realize that that was, like, the name of their, like, comedy troupe. I just... I thought, like, that's a weird title for a movie. That makes no sense.
0: I saw someone describe them as the Gen Z Lonely Island. Yeah, I could
1: see that. And I gotta say, I did not like any of their singing. Like, none of the songs were... F- funny
0: oh god like they're no. not
1: funny songs i don't understand why you're singing so much when it's not funny also the dancing is not funny really a lot of it wasn't funny uh, but i recognized them as attempts at humor though so there's that because <laughs> you acknowledge that, that, that with... they were
0: trying to be funny <laughs> yeah
1: we've talked about that with other comedies sometimes where i'm like i don't even know if these are like attempts at humor you know what i mean but i know that they were trying for that a lot it did make me chuckle once in a while but it's just too much like like they just insisted on not only a plot but like multiple plots like they just kept cramming plot in and I was like you don't have to do that with comedies you can keep it super simple and just goof off
0: yeah Um. the reason I wanted to see this aside from enjoying the shorts that they've made uh, on on SNL, uh, the, I the, I saw the trailer for this and I thought it was really funny. Like the the trailer made me laugh quite a bit, and unfortunately, I feel like the some of the funniest moments are in the trailer, uh, like the interaction with with Conan, uh, the, the first one where he's like, Were you eating an ice? Did you stop to get an ice an ice cream or, or uh, um snow a cone. snow cone?" <laughs> like that that whole interaction at the beginning, I thought was really funny. Um, and, and I was, I gotta say, like, I was, I was just disappointed in that, like the way that it's set up, I kind of thought that it was going to be like a, uh, like a spoof of stand by me or something like a, like a, like a funny stand by me or a a funnier stand by me. And it, it, it doesn't really turn out to be like that. Like the set, there's like several set pieces here that just don't, Work and are not very funny at all, and it just meanders too much. Um, it it just loses steam so early, uh, mm-hmm. like the like the flight suit stuff and all of that. Like there were still moments that that definitely made me chortle. I was I was chuckling. I was chortling. There were a couple maybe a couple hearty laughs here and there. Now I wouldn't say hearty, but like definitely solid laughs. The bird call I thought was really funny. I liked I liked the, the, the ongoing, the running gag of the bird call. And then I also liked the fact that if they had a million, a hundred million dollars, they would go to London and see fat Joe. Yes. <laughs> I, I, said, I love the two words, fat Joe. So, I mean, it's not like it was completely devoid of humor. Uh, I no, just, I just no, think there's, there's troubles in there. I just think that the ratio was, was not quite there for me. Uh, I still like this trio. I think that they are talented. I think they are funny, but this, this movie just didn't, didn't necessarily work for me. I think that this could be one of these cult movies though, you know, like, um, hot rod or like one of those movies where, you know, when it first comes out, doesn't really gather that much steam, but as time goes on, people start to have a, a greater fondness for it. I could see that happening with this movie.
1: I could see it happen and I would also see myself struggling to understand why.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I at least understand
1: like Hot Rod in those because I'm like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. That's fun. This like this to me. This needed to be dumber. It was yeah,
0: I mean, it was pretty dumb, but yeah, I agree. It did need to be dumber. There was a little bit too much uh, too much structure going on and yeah. again all the stuff with the cult man like I just none of that worked yeah, like, I didn't think it was really, funny at all no
1: it really just I mean the, sail, the the wind in the sails was already starting to die down and then the cult thing introduces itself and
0: phew, I feel like it needed oof. like two or three more set pieces that really kind of were, were more like centerpieces of it like to, to help with the kind of adventure aspect of it. Cause like none, like most of the stuff, like after they actually go on their journey, which is the bulk of the movie, it's just, uh, there's just not a lot there. Like the whole, the two park rangers that are trying to steal the the treasure and stuff like that felt extraneous and not didn't really add much humor to it. Again, it was just, it, it felt messy it felt overly long it felt a little padded and i i think that these guys are very good at short form comedy but i think that their their first foray into long form like this just didn't didn't quite work i think that they have some things to work on yeah i All agree right. uh, let's go ahead and give it a score i'm at like uh how about like a four on this one?
1: I think, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. The one last thing that I'll point out, because I just remembered it. I always forget to say the things that I think of. Uh, I don't like, there's a certain co- like comedic trope that I really can't stand. It's just, and especially when it's like a group of people. It's like when something happens and then they just are like, oh, you know, they just like cry out. Mm-hmm. And they do that like incessantly throughout this movie. And I don't like, is that supposed to be funny? Like,
0: why are we doing that all the time? The like kind of reaction. Yeah. Shots. Just everyone going, uh like when he turned into a kite. <laughs> yeah. Stop.
1: Like, just stop doing that. It hasn't yeah. been funny. ever. I
0: don't no. think. Not really. No. All right. Uh, that's the treasure of foggy mountain. Again, if you have peacock, you can uh, check it out on there. Let's move on and talk about the killer. This is on Netflix. This is the new uh, David Fincher film. After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt. He insists isn't personal. I think it's, I think it's personal. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's definitely personal. Uh, Kevin, what were your impressions of the killer? This isn't funny no 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 <laughs> a couple and, there, there are a couple little yeah
1: there's a couple yeah, a little couple things in that. yeah it's, i mean it, 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 please don't destroy a run for its money I guess, <laughs> if i think about it <laughs> that's not good uh i will say and this isn't that like inte- you know an intelligent thought really but i found this boring as shit
0: well it's extremely dry uh i think i think most people would agree that it is that it is very dry i mean the way that it kicks off with that that opening where it shows like his his process and all of that i think you know maybe maybe not the best way to start but but i think it does set the stage um it 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 lets you know right out of the gate that this isn't your kind of typical uh um like action thriller or anything like that although there is some really solid action in it yeah there's
1: pretty i mean i would say there's one good action sequence
0: yeah yeah
1: but i just that felt to me like a it's dry that was like one of the funniest things to me was the opening because it's so much about like his process And him doing a stretch and all that, and then it ultimately ends with him being shit at being a hitman. (laughs) Like he's fucking sucks. I'm sorry, like he's not good at this. It's insane. And then it's like you know he goes on this massive manhunt to track down like what two people. But to me, it just felt so derivative. Like I've seen like how many fucking hitman movies are we gonna have, and especially like this where it's like you know the employer is like, oh, you're done. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to get you.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, certainly. Certainly. We've seen movies like this before. Um, I think that that being said, I think that this is still a really well-made version of that. I mean, this is based on a graphic novel. And I think, you know, the cinematography is great. Uh, I loved the... Score, the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score. Uh, there There's a lot that I liked about this movie. It's not my top Fincher movie or anything like that. But I still had a really good time with it. I liked that it was dry. I I didn't find it boring. Um, I enjoyed it overall. It didn't blow me away. But I still had a pretty good time with it. All
1: right.
0: All right. I mean... <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say that I had a good time with it, but I also didn't hate my time with it, if that makes sense. This was a, this was a birthday present to myself. I signed up for Netflix to watch this. Oh, nice. And so there's there a little sting. There's a sting, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, this was supposed to be cool. And it wasn't. Like, this is my birthday, Fincher.
0: Yeah. And
1: it just it was disappointing. It was really
0: disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't, didn't like it. Um, yeah. It's all right.
1: It's okay. I liked it. I I thought, I thought it
0: was, I don't know that this would necessarily. Yeah. I don't think this, this is going to go in my top 10 of the year or anything like that. I just, I think it was just pretty, pretty solid. Um, It's, it's funny. Like I, so yeah, I watched this. I'm like almost 10 days removed now came out on the 10th. I think I watched it on the 10th, which was your birthday. Thank you and um like i i'm it's already fading like i'm 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 only nine days removed from it as of this recording, and I'm already struggling to like recall specific opinions on it like I didn't take notes yeah. on this or anything <laughs> uh we weren't really planning on even reviewing this, but since we both saw it, you know
1: it's like yeah we got we gotta talk about it it's the venture, you
0: know, yeah, got to
1: talk about it it's the killer i just thought like honestly to me the saving grace of this movie is everything that takes place in florida if that florida aspect of it you know that chunk is taken out oof
0: oof goodness yeah i mean i i liked i liked the florida scene i liked uh yeah, I pretty much liked everything. I there there wasn't I don't have a lot of uh criticisms with this movie, but then again, I'm not like gushing over it either. Like Yeah. yeah. I, I think it looked it looked solid. Look like trying to think back of my viewing experience, like I I'm, I there's not any kind of like specific uh shots or camera work that I can recall uh aside from the uh that that one action scene that is insanely well choreographed. Um, but yeah, like I just—I actually don't have much to say about it. Oddly, I thought that Foggy Mo- Foggy Mountain was going to be the one that I just kind of drew a blank on, but t- turns out it's—I have less to say about the killer. <laughs> I like the poster. It's a cool poster. I'm not familiar with the graphic novel either, so I'm not sure. Like how the adaptation was done i think it was a french graphic novel
1: ah there you go that'll make sense now
0: (laughs) very stylish uh you know i think i think is it it? i think it's pretty stylish yeah what did you think about there was there was a lot of narration
1: it was narration which i don't consider stylish
0: no, I'm not saying that. That I, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not counting that as part of the style. I'm just. Uh, I, I was. I know that you don't like yeah. narration, yeah. And voiceover. It was, nor do it I. Okay,
1: but like in this sense, it to me this makes sense because it's just a. It's a guy on his own. You know, right? So it makes. Sense Can you imagine
0: a, that that opening sequence with no, with no narration? See, that would be ballsy to me, though. It'd be very ballsy. It'd be like what 20 minutes 20 plus minutes of silence but
1: i do have to say that I, like i did enjoy that because there's so much of that build up where you're just like damn this guy's just fucking locked in this guy knows exactly how to be a hitman." yeah he's like, good
0: he's like watching that gosh, heart rate gosh, getting oh that heart God, rate doing down. Everything.
1: and then he's like he's shooting someone for like a block away and he fucks it up and you're just like well
0: what? and the funny thing was it wasn't even like i thought it was going to be something like oh like a like a I don't know like a fucking bird flew in front of the the bullet <laughs> like a Randy something. Johnson
1: situation
0: <laughs> yeah I thought it was gonna be something crazy that like he just had no control over that just blindsided him but no it's just like somebody <laughs> casually walking in front of the target I mean it was like such a it was just such a fumble man like it's just it was pathetic.
1: True, yeah, it truly was. And it's just funny too, like the one sequence where it's like they reveal something, like after he finishes a job, and they're like, "Ooh, so close!" And it's like, "Well, yeah, like just shoot them. Like don't do any of this stuff. Just shoot them. <laughs> move on with your life. Stop talking to people and engaging them. Just shoot them and move on.
0: Killer. Yep." Alright, well, that's the killer on Netflix I, I think it's still worth a look uh, And I, I still I still enjoyed it so.
1: It's definitely worth a look if you're paying for Netflix because now that I signed up for Netflix and I'm like scrolling through Not a lot on there So, take advantage no, no. Get your money's worth Yeah,
0: I, I, I probably would have got rid of Netflix if I didn't get it through my phone plan Alright, uh, so that is the killer. Let's give it a score. I'm at like a seven and a half on this one. Okay.
1: I just pulled it up. I gave it originally gave this a six, but now that I'm a couple of days removed from it and we're talking about, I'm gonna kind of drop that down to a five. Fiver.
0: Give it the old fiver. Okay. All right.
1: Give it five.
0: You know, I'm okay with that. Like with with some Fincher stuff, I'm like very very protective like some Uh movies some of his movies some just movies in general i'm like really protective of some movies but like this one i'm just like okay like okay yeah i can see a five like i I can totally see that good glad all right let's move on talk about some of what we've been watching i think it's my turn this week i saw outlaw johnny black directed by michael jai white finally finally this movie, I feel like has been in the works for years, at least five years, as I think it was like a Kickstarter way back in the day. And I think that they, I don't know, man, if they had trouble, like production, trouble distribution, I don't know what happened, but it just took forever for this movie to come out. Well, it's finally out and I got to say, I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, I was a huge fan of black dynamite. I thought it was hilarious I love. I like. I just. I love the look. I feel like they absolutely nailed the the black exploitation aesthetic and the music and everything. I thought it was so funny, and I was kind of hoping the same thing because that's how this was. That that's how this is presented. It's like, uh, it's like a like a seventies western that has a lot of the, these like kind of black exploitation elements to it, and um. Like, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, Michael Jai White and his character in this is very funny. Uh, but the, the problem is, like, he's not the only thing in the movie. There's a lot more in this movie, and everything else kind of brings it down. Uh, specifically, like, the runtime, man. This is, like, 130 minutes, way too long. They could have easily trimmed probably 20 minutes off of this, and I think it would have been a lot tighter of a plot. And I think it probably would have just worked a lot better. It it becomes a little long in the tooth. Um, That's not to say I didn't find it to be entertaining. I just think that a lot of it was like a lot of the comedy was just straight up miss. And like some of it, you know, like you were talking about where you're you're not sure if it was supposed to be funny or not. Uh, That's this movie. Like there's a lot of stuff in this movie where I'm just like. It's supposed to be funny or like I'm a little I'm not I'm not really sure if uh, if I'm supposed to laugh or if it it's just supposed to be whatever. Um so yeah, a little a little disappointed with it, but it, it is still there's there are definitely some really funny parts, but man, just ah, it was like they just missed they just they just barely missed the execution on this. Hmm.
1: Oh,
0: that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I watched. I think this is what I actually
1: watched on my birthday, which is the movie Happy Birthday to Me from 1981. Mm. And uh, this is on Tubi. That's how I like to spend my birthdays. Special day it calls for special streaming service, Tubi. Tubi TV. This movie is a fucking mess, but in a good way because it's a slasher movie. Bunch of people dying in crazy ways. You you have no idea like who the killer is. You have some ideas. You got some misdirections and stuff going on. But man, this the 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 explanation for how all of this goes down gets so goddamn convoluted towards the end. And you're like, wow, this is just there's a lot going on. It's a mess. None of it makes sense. And then there's like an extra twist on top of that where you're just like, well now it's even the parts that didn't make sense don't make sense either it's just it's even that worse but at the same time it's fucking awesome because it's a good time it's what you want it's these kids that go to a private school virginia she's friends with all these rich kids but you can tell that there's something a little bit off and then that's, like, what plays out throughout the movie. Because each one of these rich kids keeps, like, dying. Like, as the as the days go on, another rich kid gets offed. And you're like, uh-oh. And us start pointing at Virginia. And then it becomes, like, weird, like, repressed memory type stuff. And just just absolute insanity. The only thing that, you know, that Tubi can deliver to you on your birthday. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll so, I highly suggest Happy Birthday to me. I had fun with the, the guy gets killed with a skewer. They yeah. A, I mean, they sh- that's the cover. So that's the cover. And she's like, they're at a dance or whatever. And she's like, well, let's go back to my place. I make great midnight snacks. And I'm like, damn. Okay. What kind of snacks she making? He's out on like the bear screen rug in front of the fire. She walks out with kebabs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's making kebabs at midnight? as a snack. <laughs> like she delivered though. Cause she said, I make great midnight snacks. I was not thinking kebabs. She walked out with kebabs and I was like, she undersold herself.
0: Yeah. That's pretty wild. I can't believe I never saw this. I feel like I have. Dude, but you got, yeah, you're I, gonna, I definitely,
1: you're going to love this dude. You're going to love it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that this is, I, I remember this cover. I remember seeing this cover like a million times, but I don't know. All right. I saw Susie searches. This is directed by uh, Sophie. Sophie Kargman. This is a dark comedy with uh, Kersey Clemens and, and Alex Wolf. So Kersey Clemens plays this kind of nerdy girl who is kind of, she's obsessed with true crime and she hosts this true crime po- podcast. And there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a big deal. Situation happening in in her town where one of her one of her classmates is he goes missing, and he's missing for like I don't know a week or two, and it and it, and this guy's like a big social media influencer guy. He's got like millions of followers and whatever. So it, it becomes kind of like a national deal, and uh, Kirstie Clemens' character it, she's like you know what I'm gonna this is gonna be the subject of my my podcast and I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna figure out where he is I'm gonna try to find him and she does she does find him and she becomes kind of famous as a result Um, but turns out Susie has some some secrets that she's trying to keep hidden and uh, things begin to happen that uh, put put her secrets uh in danger of, of getting out and she has to go to some pretty drastic lengths at keeping her secrets safe so um uh, pretty pretty fun i enjoyed this one i was kind of expecting it to to have more of a mystery element but it doesn't um not really at least but alex wolf's good in this kirstie clemens good in this she's definitely the a type of character that i haven't seen her play before um i liked the the humor it was definitely on the darker side uh which i think is a good thing we don't we don't get a lot of dark comedies these days i feel um and yeah so i give it a light recommend it's on hulu you can check it out there okay we don't get much comedies anymore
1: no nowadays. no I guess I about time to steer this in a completely different direction. And that's uh I watched Scott of the Antarctic from nineteen forty eight. Directed by Charles frand with no eye, no eye in that last name. hmm hmm So this is on Tubi. Me and my wife watch this because she's obsessed with the uh with the Robert Scott's trek to be the first to discover the South Pole. Mm-hmm. She like reads everything. Oh, everything that could be ever about so she found this we didn't know that this movie was from 1948 judging by the cover on letterbox kind of looks like a documentary which is what we thought it was going in but turns out it's an old british movie from 1948 so we were like oh shit well how's this going to play out them trying to march to the south pole and take them forever and they all die so how's this this is going to be interesting to see in 1948, how they pull this off. And I got to say, I was pretty impressed. Like they pretty much pulled it off. This looks really good for 1948. Like they sold it. It looks like they're in the South pole and they look like they are not having a good time. They're having the worst time. And you know that because they all die.
0: <laughs> yeah. doesn't I, sound like a very good time
1: no this is a terrible time and it's a stupid idea because it's just more ice whoop-de-doo you made it but it's funny that on letterbox the the synopsis is you know they're talking about they're trying to get to the first man to discover south pole da, 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 only to find that the murderous cold weather and a rival team of norwegian explorers conspire against them a cold weather can't be murderous it just exists you're the ones that died b the Norwegian explorers didn't really, like, conspire against him. They were just like, yeah, we'll do it, too. And they beat him. They beat him there. Because they knew what they were doing. But it's just, it's wild that people used to do this. Just go to the South
0: Pole. Or try to. I love stories about early explorers. I just think it's, they're, they're always, like, the stories are always insane.
1: Dude, it's 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 absolutely batshit insane. Because it took them, like, all year. Yeah. It's just, it's the most ridiculous. Especially to be watching in 2023 where you're just like, why? Why are you doing
0: this? <laughs> because they could. I was
1: going to say because
0: they could, but. I mean, they didn't could get clearly. there.
1: But the, the Norwegians already got there. It's just they died trying to come back, which is like, okay. Norwegians didn't die, though. They made it. They got all the glory. But it's also just weird. Like, if you're a Brit going up against some Norwegians, I think just let the Norwegians do it. They're probably more, they have a better idea of what needs to be done.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. That is, uh, Scott of the Antarctic from 1948. Uh, I saw where the devil roams. This is the new one from, uh, uh, Toby poser and John Adams they're the the Wait. the family what? the family
1: oh this is the people they're the family that did Hellbender?
0: yeah yeah hell, oh nice Hellbender and um what the hell was the other one? uh it's something the deeper you dig, dig, dig.
1: the deeper yeah, you dig yeah I was about to say the digger you deep
0: the digger you deep <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish it was called that. <laughs> uh, so this is probably their most ambitious film yet. It's still very DIY. It's it's still got a very lo-fi aesthetic, but it takes place uh, after World War One, and it follows <laughs> a family of uh, circus performers and. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's a uh, husband wife daughter played by the, you know, the Adams family. So so if you're familiar with those other their other movies Hellbender, the other ones, uh, it's the same people. Uh the performances in this are not very good. Uh but that's I think to be expected. What this movie does have is really striking visuals. I mean, it's it's definitely uh a little messy when it comes to the visuals but because because it's a little like randomly turn into like this kind of uh like a like a black and white old film kind of talky style movie where it, it, it they're they're trying to make it look very old but it still kind of looks new and but all of the other cinematography looks quite good. I mean, like, again, the quality in this one is much higher than their their other movies. Uh, The the effects in this one, too, like, a lot more going on effects work-wise in this one. Uh, And the, like, the gore effects and makeup, this is a very violent movie, and it looks really good. I mean, disturbingly real. So, Big big props to them for that. Uh, they did an incredible job. Uh, where I believe that this definitely falls short is is just the just the story. It's not very interesting. It's it definitely drags at times. It is this kind of pseudo surrealist thing where there are like extended sequences of people talking about like Bible verses. And like, there's like these like long uh, musical kind of interludes that happen. And it's just, it's a little rough at times. Uh, It's not very enjoyable to watch this movie. I did not really enjoy myself with it at all.
1: That's a bummer. Because yeah. as soon as I read the synopsis, I was like, "Please tell me that this is good."
0: It's uh, it's not very good, unfortunately. Now, I mean, it it might work for you. Like, it might it might hit all the right notes for you. Um, I just didn't think that there was quite enough substance here. Um, w- basically, what it is is the this uh, mother, father, daughter. They go. They're going from town to town on the on the carnival circuit. Uh, and something happens where, um, basically some, some dark magic needs to be used to keep the parents alive. And as a result, they have to go around and basically murder families and chop off their limbs and take their body parts. Uh, yeah. So there's, you know, a pretty solid amount of, uh dismemberment happening in this movie and again it looks very real um there's a couple like interesting war flashbacks too so there's like actual there's like some war sequences in this from world war one and um those are quite well shot too like again visuals I, i mean i'm sure that they probably weren't working with a huge budget on this or anything and like their other movies, like the visuals are just really on point, like really good. Um. So yeah, I, I can't really recommend it because I, I, I didn't like the story. I didn't find it to be very entertaining, but you know, I, I still am very curious to see what these filmmakers do next, because I think that, even though this one didn't work for me, I think that the the story itself was, you know what was here was at least somewhat interesting. I just not sure it actually worked for like a, a ninety-three minute feature length mm-hmm. film. And um this also when I watched this so this is on uh VOD, but it said uh to be to be original or something like that at the beginning. So I don't know if Tubi helped fund this movie or what, but uh, Tubi, Tubi has some kind of involvement with it.
1: Get out of here! Yeah, Tubi, their the hands in all sorts of pots, man. It's crazy. Fucking nuts. Uh, the only thing that uh, the only other thing that I want to mention here is, uh, you know, trying to get my money's worth out of that Netflix account. Uh, I checked out uh, *Synchronic* in there. The Moorhead Moorhead Benson.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I kind of forgot about this movie until I popped it. uh, You know, popped up as I was spending 40 minutes scrolling through movies on Netflix that all have that red N on there because it seems like that's the only thing that's left on Netflix.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a dire, that's a dire situation. But watched Synchronic the other night, and for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's just a great idea and i thought the execution of it although at times some of the visuals are a little iffy it's like they they tried to go too big and they just didn't have the the budget for it or just the the ability to make it happen so some of it looks a little off you know but like overall the execution of it i thought was pretty pretty stellar the only thing that that bummed me out a little bit is once uh anthony mackey's character kind of like realizes what's going on or you know he starts doing like his experiments Mm -hmm. like like the like the intrigue and the mystery just kind of like just vanished you know what i mean because it's just like oh well now you're showing me like all the inner workings and it's not you know, up until that point, it was just like, oh, shit, where's this going to go? Like, this is kind of interesting. And then it just kind of, just kind of dried out a little bit. But, like, it was still, for the most part, interesting. It just, I felt like it could have just been so much more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I liked it. I, I didn't think it was anywhere close to their other, their other f- films. But. No, and, it, like, I don't know about you, but
1: it almost felt, because they, they they always have that, where right? they have this, like, really interesting, like, narrative, and, like, oh, how are they going to make this work? Where here, it felt like they got, like, halfway through, and they're like, yeah, we don't feel like making it work, <laughs> like, we're just going to take the easy way out. Like, if you sit here, you take the drug, you go somewhere else, okay? There you go.
0: I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, this was definitely, as far as their, their movies, this, I think, was probably their biggest... One definitely like budget wise, just scope wise, yeah, yeah. They did do, just they slightly- did do Moon Knight for Marvel, but that was the show, just slightly disappointing. just slightly, yeah. Uh, let's see, I saw Kokomo City, this is a documentary that came out recently. It's directed by D. Smith. This is, uh, about it's a documentary about uh, trans black sex workers that uh, who live in Atlanta and New York. So it has like a couple people in Atlanta, a couple people in New York, and it's just it's a very stripped down documentary. Just uh, just we just hear stories from them like they just tell different stories. They tell the story of their lives. They tell this interesting stories about like what it's like. You know, being a sex worker and trans and black in these specific neighborhoods that they work in, uh, like the 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 general sentiment about like how how people feel about them, how they're treated in society, all of that stuff. And it's sort of like, it, to me, it feels almost like a time capsule piece where, like, th- there's there's certain documentaries that that capture a place and time. And a subject, and I feel like that this is one that people will be referring back to, like, years and years from now. I think this is this is one that'll, like, end up on Criterion, basically. Gotcha. This is, like, I feel like this is just destined for Criterion, because it it, it does... D. Smith does such a good job of just capturing this very specific... The subject matter, place, time—all of that stuff—and you know, it's shot gorgeously in black and white. There's these like little, kind of like title cards and so, like these little like animation type things that accentuate it. Uh, it's just really, really good. The 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 people who she gets to be the subjects in the film are incredibly interesting people. Uh, all of them have really endearing stories it's not like the interesting thing about it is you, you you inherently think like, Oh my God, this is going to be such a downer because of like just the horrible shit that they're probably dealing with on a daily basis uh, coming at them from multiple angles. You know, like not only are they a minority to begin with, but they're a minority of a minority being that they're trans and black. And then most of them are working in kind of like, uh, low-income areas and and have like kind of like rough clients and stuff but like it's actually kind of surprisingly positive um a lot of the people because they don't just interview the sex workers they interview people who like the like the one guy is a uh, his his girlfriend is one of the one of the main subjects and then they interview this guy who he's like a I don't know. He's like a music producer in Atlanta. And he is, he starts dating a trans woman and then they just will interview like kind of random dudes on the streets and stuff. And the level of like tolerance I thought was really surprising. And I, I don't know if that it, it marks like a, a cultural shift that's happening. I hope so. Um, but it was just i i thought that that was kind of surprising um and uh yeah i would definitely recommend it kokomo city check it out okay interesting really solid documentary
1: that's uh that's all i got
0: <clears throat> uh i'll mention one other one very quickly just because we we're just talking about comedies i feel like this this episode i watched no hard feelings which is the um uh, it's uh, directed by Gene Stupnitsky, and this is the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, where she oh, is, yeah. she's like kind of down on her luck. Uh, she th- it takes place in Montauk, and she she is she she lives in her childhood home, and uh, she's she's about to lose her house because she can't afford to pay the taxes because all these rich people keep keep moving in and and raising the property value of the area so she's getting like priced out of her own house and um one of these the the these this rich family they hire her to date and have sex with their son before he goes off to college cuz it turns out that he's like just really awkward and doesn't have a lot of friends and stuff so they they hire her To sleep with him and you know uh, a lot of goofy crazy stuff happens (laughs) lots of lots of goof in here um jennifer lawrence is great in it uh she is like really really funny in this i thought her character was (laughs) just so good um she was the best part everything else was was whatever the overall story beats, you can see everything happening a mile away. It's your pretty standard romantic comedy. Um, so it's easy to predict where it's going to go and how it's going to end. But, you know, it's all, it's all about the journey. And uh, there's a lot of really funny moments in this. Um, I'm sure that one thing that a lot of people have talked about is there's a there's a scene where she convinces the Him to go skinny dipping with her And then these like kids Come and try to steal their clothes And she runs out of the ocean Fully naked and beats the Shit out of these three kids And They they just full on Like Jennifer Lawrence Just goes for it and she's like Fully naked full frontal But it's not like It's not like sexy it's like She's beating the shit out of these kids And it's so funny uh, so yeah, you know, I give it a, I give it a light recommend and you know what? It's on Netflix. So while you have your, what, while you have your little Netflix subscription there, you might want to check out You're no, check out no hard feelings. It's good for a couple light laughs. All right, let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week. Napoleon is one of the biggies. What's your interest level in Napoleon?
1: Uh, very minimal.
0: Yeah, same here. You know, it like it 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 has a lot of hype. Obviously, a lot of people are excited about it, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm just not.
1: I that coupled with the fact that like I've never been interested at in Napoleon like as a historical figure.
0: Yeah, same.
1: I, I've never cared about the guy.
0: No, same. I mean, I'm sure the movie's great and everything, but I just... I, And I'm sure that I'll probably watch it, but I just am not really that into it. Also, uh, hitting theaters is the new Disney movie, Wish, which I could also care less about.
1: <clears throat>
0: could not care less about Wish. No, thank you. I don't even think I've seen a trailer for it. I've never even heard of it. This is the first time I've heard of it. <laughs> Disney Disney's just fallen off so hard for me. Wish. All right, on VOD this week, we got Do Not Disturb. You're all gonna die. We got Pig Killer. Pig Killer. Pig Killer. What? Yeah, it looks like probably a slasher movie from the judging from the cover. Uh Reset. That looks like an environmental doc. Could be wrong, but... Again, judging from the cover. Uh, let's see. The Hunger... Or Sorry, The Human Trap. It looks like a, a human hunting movie. mm mm-hmm. It uh, looks like it's uh, South Korean. Probably check that out. Looks like it could be fun. Liberty. I Have the Right to Revolt. The hell is that? I don't even want to know. You know what? I don't even want to sure know.
1: I'm looking
0: it up. Liberty. Uh, On the 24th, we have Do Justice. And looks like that's pretty much it. Probably a light week because of the holidays. Yeah. Netflix. Uh, Let's see. We got uh, Stamped from the Beginning. That is coming out on the 20th. So by the time you hear this, it'll be out got Leo that looks like an animated one that's on the 21st on the 24th we have Elena knows also on the 24th we have last call for Istanbul looks like a rom-com um, or maybe just a rom and then yeah looks like that's about it for for new old Netflix as well
1: All right. very light week very oh, light week God, not
0: a whole lot going on nope On Blu-ray this week, we got Oppenheimer coming out, got The Fugitive coming out in 4K, Saw 10, uh, let's see, Police Academy, there's a box set coming out, all of them, 84 to 94. Every single one in one box set. Well, I don't, I'm assuming it's all of them, I don't actually know how many Police Academy movies there are, but this is seven of them. With wow. uh, the last one being Mission to Moscow from 1994, which I'm pretty sure was the last one. Yeah,
1: yeah I took down those Russians.
0: I need to I need to do a do a, like a a police academy marathon. I know that they're like a, pretty bad after like the first two, but I I want to revisit that series. I used to be such a huge fan of Police Academy. Hell yeah! What they play on? Was that? Was that
1: comedy science World that they were always on? I think so. Like during the summer? Yeah. I just loved it.
0: Yeah. I think there was a police academy cartoon for a while too that I really liked. Uh, Expendables, or sorry, Expend Four Bulls is coming out. (laughs) Expend (laughs) Four Bulls. Let's see what else we have here. <clears throat> the Scarlet Letter from 1934, The Eight Mountains from 2022, uh, Tori and Laquita from 2022. Looks like Train to Busan and Peninsula. It's like a two movie pack that are that's coming out. Mister Organ from 2022. I didn't talk about Mister Organ on the show, oh, yeah. but it, it's a really interesting documentary that I would recommend checking out the jester ninja versus shark. And before you get excited, it's from 2023. So it's probably just garbage. Mm. Not, not, not like a fun, bad Navy seals from 1990. Still never saw that. I need to. And what about criterions,
1: man? We got so many, hmm. but it looks like three of them aren't technically criterions. You know, they don't have the little thing on the side. But that's one you already mentioned. Touring Lokita, the eight mountains, Godland. But the two like, I guess, real deal criterions are Scorsese's Mean Streets. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Klaus Schembrel's uh, La Ceremony. It's got five. You got five to choose from.
0: You know what? I don't is think I don't think I ever saw Mean Streets.
1: Hey, I have. And it's eh. is it? It's just, I, it's like, I think if I remember correctly, Harvey Keitel owes people money and it's just people yelling at him saying, Hey, you owe me money. And it's like that for like an hour and a half.
0: Mm. That's unfortunate. All right, cool. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions, the topics, the podcast, and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. And if you could take a minute to review us on iTunes, that'd be great for Kevin. Rankstrom, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week.